Hello, I'm John Kenny, the Relationship Guy, and Relationship Coach, helping people to create healthy, intimate relationships. Welcome to the show, the show where we talk about all things relationships with a mix of my own relationship ramblings and some great guests from all walks of life who will be discussing the importance of relationships to them. Hello, so my guest today is the author of The Ten Principles of the Feminine and founder of The Inside Monarch, an e-learning platform for personal development focused on holistic health and emotional management. Her work is aimed at helping people look at their experiences from a higher perspective so they can live a happier and more empowered life and more importantly for the show today, have better relationships. Welcome to the show, Roxana Dragozil. Hi, John. Thank you very much for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be on your podcast. Absolutely. A pleasure to have you here from Amsterdam. Um, So thank you for joining us from just across the channel. Um, So that was a very brief introduction to you. So please do tell the listeners a bit more about yourself and especially about your book. Well, I've been on a personal growth journey for uh, quite a while now. I've always been passionate about uh, things like... um, um, emotion management and energy healing and um, um, I remember one evening I was uh, browsing the internet as you do and um, I actually found out that there is a such thing as a cosmetic bleaching gel for for skin so yeah. I didn't know that people from uh, parts of the world where they, they tend to be of a more a darker complexion especially ladies use it use such gels to bleach their skin and i mean for literally every body part and i'm going to leave that to the imagination <laughs> yeah. and and i i was very surprised and I, I i to be honest i found it positively medieval and and i thought to myself how is this possible how mm. did it come here that the collective feminine end up being so disempowered in order to you know be willing to do such a toxic and you know ultimately painful thing to themselves and is it that now attractiveness is considered to be a pantone shade and if you don't fit in it you're not attractive and what is actually attractiveness and, and beauty so that kind of set me off on a on a journey to discover or rediscover my feminine my feminine side. Okay. Um, even though I am naturally quite a feminine person, I was brought up in an environment where masculine qualities were very, um, you know, valued, like ambition, strategy, being goal-oriented, being logical. Mm-hmm. And um, although they are indeed very valuable uh, as a woman, if you lose touch with that feminine side, then, um, you know, things start coming up like problems in relationships and the way you see yourself and ultimately it kind of um, affects all areas of your life I think all you know all all sectors of life and um, especially in the areas of relationships because ultimately feminine energy deals with emotion and it deals with connecting with other people as opposed to masculine energy that is more like I said goal-oriented so Mm -hmm. Um, and, you know, it's it's interesting because um, I think relationships are probably our number one uh, reason or pretext for personal growth. Uh, it kind of pushes us to go out of the comfort zone because of the negative experiences that we have. And that's probably on the top of the list, I would say, together with health and finances, maybe. 
Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, relationships are really important to, to us and, and for us because they kind of um, push us to to evolve, basically. And I find it very interesting that very often um, this um, what what kicks you off on this uh personal development journey is very often um, um, a negative experience or a bad relationship. It could be a relationship with a parent or, or the lack of a, you know, a presence of, of no, like no, no parents, um, or it can be um, uh, a negative experience with a spouse. And um, it, it's funny because um, it's a bit like we have to wait for someone to push our buttons before working on ourselves and mm. ultimately giving ourselves a better life as if we don't really think that we we deserve it. So mm-hmm. I've always found it very, very interesting. And um, specifically regarding uh, my book, The Ten Principles of the Feminine, um, I decided to write something to basically explain what feminine energy is mm. and uh, w- what it means for both men and women, because both of us, both genders have it. Yeah. Um, and and, and um, as I always say, um, especially for women, um, being attractive or being, you know, um, beautiful or having um, good relationships is not necessarily about um physical appearance even about behavior it's about a state of being that is the cause the root cause of all that because if you want to fix stuff just you know on the outside just by you know behaving let's say uh, in a specific way it's a little bit like trying to to fix a crack in the wall with paint because you're not really addressing the root cause yeah no, I completely agree. And that's an interesting point that you made. I mean, there was lots of interesting points that you made, but the one that you picked up there was the one that is that feminine energy within everybody. Yes. And it's, yes. it's, it's seen as a very kind of, oh, you know, it's the masculine, the man, the female. And and, it, and it's been uh, something that I think it is, I think you'll probably talk about it in your book. I think from your, the stuff that I've read uh, is that there has been that kind of labeling hasn't there of masculine and feminine energy but it's interest it's important to know that we all carry both yes yes indeed so uh i agree that there is a social stigma when it comes to feminine energy and i think a lot of men are not really conscious of the fact that they also express a certain amount of feminine energy albeit you know in in different proportions than women naturally mm-hmm. uh, but but i will give you an example for instance successful men have willingly or not um cultivated some form of feminine energy because it deals with creativity it deals with emotional intelligence relating to other people uh listening to your gut feelings so um you know these are things that are kind of essential and even if a man is not actively is is not aware of the fact that you know these are feminine characteristics it's important to to really value them because to be honest men that are completely disconnected from their feminine are really difficult to deal with mm. and and very often end up being um you know completely um um like like bullies or unable to to relate to anyone because like i said it's not only about logic it's also about feeling and being able to connect authentically to others yeah again i guess, I guess that's where that sort of toxic masculinity comes in isn't it it's uh you just won't allow any kind of femininity in at all and you and you're very you know overly forthright and overly entrenched in masculine energy 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually happy that you're you're approaching this topic because um very often I'm I mean, I'm being asked by women about feminine energy in the context of their gender, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like there's very little interest when it comes to men to develop this side of themselves. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just want to say that the word feminine is more a label. It doesn't necessarily connect you to the feminine gender in the way that you would think that, you know, it kind of um undermines your masculine traits but it's mm-hmm. just uh kind of like filling in those gaps so that you also have you know um a more nurturing side and more acceptance side and you know empathy is also uh fitting here very well so it's important that everyone is aware of that yeah definitely so could you tell me then first of all maybe about your own journey because i guess if you said that you were kind of brought up in a very masculine world and was there an expectation then of you to be masculine in in what you how you pursued your life and and how you've then kind of journeyed into discovering your own feminine feminine energy yeah so I would say that definitely yes there was an expectation of me to perform but it's just because family wants you to do well right and Mm -hmm. nowadays in society doing well means having an established career um you know having um certain financial resources and and being educated and and again I, i really do value that um it's not that i don't it's just that i was kind of disconnected from that side of me that first of all um it's capable of receiving and secondly the part of myself which uh, knew my self-worth because these two aspects are really connected to, to the feminine, so receiving as opposed to the masculine, which is providing or giving mm-hmm. and knowing your worth because it's all good you know, to want something, but if you don't really feel that you deserve it, then it doesn't do much help, right? So this is what feminine energy teaches us. And for me, it was really... Um, a journey here because um, I think like a lot of people when you don't know how to receive you you tend to refuse uh, you know help from people not necessarily uh, from the material perspective but if you kind of reject everything including attention to you know to a certain extent mm-hmm. and um, um, it's um, it's also you have a tendency to to feel that you're indebted to someone if you receive, and that is not being in your feminine. The yeah. feminine knows that it's worthy just by being and that it's okay. And if, if someone wants to give you something, then it's not for you to decide whether it's, you know, uh, it's necessary or not. The other person has already decided it's necessary. So, you know, give thanks and be grateful and ju- just receive it. And, and you can always go back and compensate whenever the time comes because all all relationships of any kind are a balance, right? And mm-hmm. they're always evolving. So sometimes you get to be on the receiving side, the other times, you know, you get to be on a, on a given side and, and that's fine. You just have to go with the flow. Yeah, and and, and understand that both are okay, like you're saying, that it's it, it's not one way or the other. And and it's it's okay, like you said, sometimes you're going to be the provider, but sometimes yeah. you're going to be the someone that, that receives. Yeah, yeah. And it's important to be flexible and not really set any high expectations of you regarding behavior because behavior is really it, it's just something that we, we we're making up the the right way is to respond to your environment uh in a way that is suitable 
to yourself and to you know to to everyone else and mm -hmm. again that's something that feminine energy teaches us being receptive to what you need and what other people need because a lot of the time we're not really connected to our needs and a lot of people they might they might you know when I when I work with them um they would say I know what my needs are but when I ask them please write down what your needs are or journal about them mm -hmm. they're like oh well I'm not I'm not really sure mm -hmm. or they you know they tend to confuse needs with wants and that's something which is very you know it's very common like um i always say a, a want is something that refers to a specific thing but a need is more of a basic human um aspect that you cannot do without so yeah. it's important to make this distinction uh not only relationships but also when we bring up children for instance because they cannot make this distinction uh for themselves yeah, and what's in that in aspect? You mean like understanding what your child needs? Yes, because, yes. Because that, they most of the time kids know what they want, right? But they don't know what they need. Exactly, and 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 not only kids, adults as well. When yeah. it comes to relationships, I found out that this is really and and I, I I'm guilty, you know, I'm guilty for it because um, I never really stood and uh, to think. Um, Wait a second, what is it that, first of all, why do I need a relationship and what do I need in a partner mm -hmm. um, as opposed to what I want? Because here's the thing, wants are most of the time based on childhood trauma. So uh, if we've not worked enough on ourselves, very often the compatibility between two individuals is more compatibility between trauma than between individuals themselves. So instead of saying, I love you, what I'm saying is the wound in me loves the wound in you. No. And that's not really, um, it's not ideal, is it? No. Um, and especially because very often uh, during um, your lifetime, you heal willingly or not, you no. you evolve. And then once that wound disappears, you find out that there's no more compatibility or not enough compatibility left in the couple mm -hmm. and you just realize that the relationship wasn't actually ideal in the first place it was mm -hmm. just what you could handle at that time point in your life yeah most definitely I can completely kind of personally I can resonate with that as my wound was to be loved so if someone I felt someone loved me I would have a relationship with them even though I probably shouldn't be there because it wasn't a fulfilling relationship it was just me holding on to that thing about being lovable and all the wounds and stuff I carried from my childhood um, I I yeah I completely agree and I also relate to that I think most people do and you know why because I think fundamentally on a very deep level we are all just looking for love yeah. uh, we're looking for love and to be honest our greatest liability is the mechanism that we have form for ourselves in order to get that love because we all think that we need to do something in order to get love which is not really what feminine energy is because the feminine means knowing that you're worthy of it without really doing anything yeah and it from my side when I was a kid I thought that the way of being loved uh, of getting love is basically being invisible because I thought that I, I thought that if I don't bother anyone and I'm not a burden to them, then they will love me. So, mm -hmm. you know, I 
I I learned how to be the supporter or be mm -hmm. like around without making too much noise and too much of a fuss. And that obviously had an impact, you know, later in my career because I didn't know how to be out there. And like, you know, like sometimes you do have to draw attention upon yourself and you do have to understand that you and, and believe that you actually deserve it. Otherwise, it kind of defies the purpose. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. I, I get similar kind of journey that I went on as well. It's that. I needed to make everybody happy to be loved, you know. Okay. So I would try and stand out, but stand out in a way which I thought people would take to rather than actually who I really was. But it was never to rock the boat. I always wanted people to be okay with me. Um, and by being, and by, and being, I wanted to be okay with them. So I would try and make them all okay. Um, and again, can completely lost your sense of self and was we're, look, we're looking yeah. for connection in a, from a completely unhealthy and like you said earlier wounded space i just want to come back to the the, the want and, and need thing um i i find when i i'd actually have wants on my part of my coaching program because i think they're, they're they're quite important to consider do you find that people don't know what they want because I, I most people that i work with will go i'll tell you what i don't want and I think we come from a very much space, especially if it's like a wounded space, that eventually we get to a point where we're always searching for, for things in people that we don't want, because all we're looking for is, well, I know I don't want this and I know I don't want that. And like you said, we don't really consider what we need and we don't really consider the things that would be good for us. Yeah. So I think that once uh, you decide what your needs are and you address them because that's the thing needs have to be addressed first and then once if that part is healed then you would normally kind of know what you want um i would say that most of the time people dismiss it because they think they're being unrealistic and they're afraid that they want stuff which is not going to come to them and rather than being disappointed they'd rather be stuck or confused I think that on a very deep level, people do know what they want. It's just that either they don't know how to get there mm -hmm. or uh, it, it's difficult for them to go for it because um, it's risky or it's something that, you know, maybe society doesn't approve of. So, but that said, knowing what you don't want is also a, a start. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's generally where I do start. If they have no idea what they do want, it's like, let's think about what you don't want and we'll try and flip that over in some way. And I guess that also comes back to your feminine energy point about deserving, doesn't it? I guess if we, you know, there's an, if we don't expect that we can have what we want, I guess there is maybe learned experience there that we never really, you know, in, in relationships kind of space that we don't get what we want. But there's also, like you said, with the, the, the feminine energy is actually, even though I know what I want, do I deserve it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and I think that this is, um, well, we'll call it the shadow archetype of the feminine. So, so um, this, this not feeling worthy is really, um, I would say in society more predominant in females than in, in males, because women do tend to have a bit more, um, uh, more of a, of a feminine energy, obviously. And I think that the other negative aspect that we need to be aware of that kind of go hands goes hand in hand with the the, the lack with the you know um lack of self-worth is the mentality of lack in general 
um, uh, and that again is a is a feminine behavior, uh, which is why, for instance, jealousy is so common in relationships coming from the feminine side, because not only um, you know that you compare yourself to other people, but you also have a mentality of lack because you think that other people might take away what you have or or the person that you're in a relationship with. And if this is if this happens, then you know there's not much much else out there for you. Uh, you know how many times do you hear women saying all the good ones are taken? Yeah. Yeah. I've never heard a man saying that ever. I don't know if it's a coincidence or not, but I think it's yeah. you know, it's interesting. It is interesting. I think that I was talking, I had a conversation the other day with someone about this as well. And there is an underplaying of self generally within women, I think, and especially in the feminine energy, and an overplaying of yourself with men in the in the masculine energy. Like the men seem to think that they can have any woman that walks into a room. <laughs> which is always surprising to me um when um probably where i live I, li I live in feminine energy quite a lot more than maybe a lot of other people but it's that we were having this conversation just that guys have this presumption that they're automatically attractive to all the women in the room and they can kind of have whoever they want whenever they want and and women are not like that they're very much even though i, I in I, if you actually in reality if you flipped it i think it would be completely the opposite i think that women are more likely to be able to get a man that they want or because men are you know quite easy creatures to please um in in certain aspects that than the other way around yeah yeah i i think definitely um the ego plays a more important role in men mm -hmm. um you know and we we always say well, in, in personal development and spirituality, we said that the ego is the opposite of um, of love, basically, because you don't feel love, you don't feel it inside you, you're missing something. So you're trying to fill that, that void with, you know, women or whatever, you know, you don't need all the women in the world, but you might just as well want them because they're there. And then, yeah, you know, you yeah. kind of get validation from that. So yeah, yeah I, I definitely understand what you're saying. Yeah. And I think again, with the ego, when we talk about needs, and that's where uh, I think needs are also hugely significant, because if they are coming from that wounded space, then generally, that's where your ego needs to fulfill a wounded need, doesn't it? And then it once it lives through that need and it tries to i would describe them maybe as maladaptive needs that they're not going to do you serve you any positive purpose but you're still going to search to get them needs met um exactly very powerful drivers to get met yeah yeah exactly and, and you know ultimately someone who is very healed doesn't really have that many needs of uh, there are still needs, but they're more of a preference. So rather than uh, them dominating you, it's it's just a choice, right? But that's a very empowered state to be in. And it does require that you work on yourself a little bit. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, that's not really something, you know, we're, we're taught in, in school. And, and a lot of people tend to choose their partners already when they're in their, you know, early 20s or, you know, even late, you know, early 30s. It's, it's still young and, and still yeah. you might not really know yourself mm -hmm. and what you need, which is why, you know, uh, knowing yourself and emotion management are so important. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, so let's come back to the book. Tell us a bit more about the book. And you, you mentioned the 10 things earlier on. I'd like to sort of, if you don't mind, tell us a little bit more about how that all kind of works. So Firstly, maybe what would your, I don't think you've actually kind of said it 
in explicitly what would you say about feminine energy and what it what it is as far as you're concerned and, and what you how you go about it in the book the feminine energy is first and foremost a state of being um which relates to first of all relaxing into life um without having a specific goal enjoying life and enjoying you know life in physical form but it also relates to the more spiritual and ethereal aspects of life that we kind of tend to dismiss because we don't really see them but unfortunately that's where our true fulfillment comes from because our you know knowing ourselves as we are fundamentally on a very deep human level and how we feel and what we need is actually what 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 people are looking for we're not fulfilled because we're looking for like we said from out of ego we're looking to basically filling gaps we don't really know what we're looking for so what i'm writing about in the 10 principles of the feminine is basically that you need to allow the feminine to act before your masculine so you need to first know yourself you need to do some introspection heal a little bit learn how to look after yourself and then you can start thinking about you know having your dream life and having your dream relationships and mm -hmm. i know that everyone wants good relationships but the truth is that those are kind of the the tip of the pyramid and like beneath there's a lot of um you know um, a lot of work to do on yourself because to be honest the most important relationship that you always have no matter what is the relationship that you have with yourself mm -hmm. no, and and yeah yeah and, and also um what I would say is essential to to point out with respect to my book is um, the way we understand love in society nowadays. So this is something that everyone is looking for, but it's it's pretty misunderstood. And in you know the ancient Greeks had two words for love. One of them was eros, which was obviously referring to mundane um, romantic love or infatuation, and the other one um, is called agape. So agape love is a more elevated and divine type of love, which you know, for lack of a better word, we sometimes refer to it as unconditional love. Mm -hmm. It's much more than that, but but to be honest, it's very similar to the relationship that we, the love that we might feel for our or children as parents okay. but that can actually be a state of being that we can apply to everything and everyone around us mm -hmm. and that is preferable to the eros because um agape love which is what feminine energy teaches us is not subject to human suffering and it's not really pointed to a certain person it's about being in a loving state towards right. yourself and life in general and that's how you fill your own cup so that you're not dependent on a relationship that might or might not give you um, what, what you know what you want. The right. only thing is that, and this is something people don't like hearing. So trigger warning: the human being is dependent, is addicted to suffering, which is what the eros gives us, as opposed to you know the more spiritual type of love. Um, and uh, I'm not saying that humans are consciously looking for it. Uh, or that they're they're wanting to feel pain in their life. I'm just saying that you come from a very long line of humans that uh, have been looking at, at at life and love and relationships as something difficult. Mm -hmm. So that's a mindset, right? That that we we need to change. Yeah. No. I, 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 does that come from kind of that idea that we, we're negatively biased in our brains? I mean, the, the reason that we like watching negativity on the news and stuff like that—that's always there's hardly there's. Yes. There's, they throw a bit of 
sort of, oh, and on the final point is there's there's a badger on a skateboard or something like that. And, you know, it's, um, but most of it's very much doom and gloom and telling us all about the problems in the world. Um, and we have that negativity bias, yes. I, guess, I guess, as evolve as human beings, we always need to be more aware of the the suffering, don't we? Because it's it's something we want to avoid all the time. But actually, like you said, we do have them have a tendency to pay too much attention to it. Yeah, yeah, that that that's true. So so that's why I think it's important to understand that not everything has to be difficult in life, and not everything has to be a struggle. And that's what the book is about, basically. Um, I mean, you you often hear nowadays things like "love is a verb." I, I don't know if you've ever heard that. It's very it's very common, especially um, among relationship coaches. So what they're saying is that you have to constantly put effort in it, and you know, in order to 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 get it where you want it to be. And while mm-hmm. I agree that there needs to be quality time and like um, good communication or to have good relationships, I will say love is not a verb. Love is a state of being. Mm-hmm. full stop you know um, um because uh if you tell me that for you love is a verb the question i would ask you is how many people do you think you're able to love considering the time energy and availability you have mm-hmm. uh, it will be a limited right a limited yeah. number of people you're going to yeah. live in a bubble it's going to be nice but you do lose people to different life circumstances the bubble breaks so you're going to have to heal Find other people, create another bubble. You know that doesn't really seem um, it doesn't really seem efficient to me. It doesn't seem pleasant. So, yeah. so, so that's why I say feminine energy really teaches us that some things also come um, easier, and it teaches you that you are love and you're worthy of love, and you're gonna you're gonna get it. You don't need to be someone else or put in so much effort because that's that that's biased and it's a limiting belief. I need to do something in order to get love. Yeah, most I completely agree, and and again, some work I do with my clients is actually that relationships can actually be quite easy. You know, they don't have to be hard all the time. And, exactly. and again, it's in, and connecting with yourself, like you said, and then connecting with the right people means that relationship don't have to be a chore, and that you shouldn't have to keep thinking about how you're going to kind of make it work all the time and what you need to do because it can be a, a lot a lot simpler than that. Yeah, I agree, especially when when the relationship is between two people that are healed. Well, I would not say completely healed because we're all work in progress, permanently. Mm-hmm. But once you you get to you know you get past a, a certain threshold, it's it's much easier. So um, yeah, and and I think being in your family in in your feminine also partially means that you know what connections are nurturing to you and what connections are healthy as opposed to like you said looking for drama and you know yeah yeah like you said and if you haven't done the work on yourself and you haven't done the work on your own relationship type history you could be seeking out lots of stuff that meet the meet the wounds instead of the things that uh they're actually going to do do you good um, so the, the 10 principles, are you are you happy to kind of, I know that people need to read the book to get a full scope of what they are, but you're happy to just run through a few of, few of those now and we can just explain a little bit more about what people can expect in the book? So um, oh, I think the main, oh, first, 
you know, the, I've 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 named them the ten the ten principles. The truth is that there are also many other principles which are derived of these, the ones that I'm talking about in the book. But mm -hmm. I found I find that these are really fundamental. For instance, the principle of attraction. A lot of people talk about the law of attraction, but they don't understand that. Uh, the principle of attracting is feminine per se, and even men attract through their feminine energy. And once you are in your feminine energy, you are going to attract all the good things in your life because this this is a cohesive, I know it's it, it's a cohesive energy. So right. this is why also um, feminine energy is important in manifestation. That's the second principle because um, in order to manifest something, you first need to attract it, right? So manifestation mm -hmm. means like it's a more um, um, it's a more logical way of attracting things, but you still have to first be open and and know what you want in order to manifest. Mm -hmm. Like for instance, knowing your own your own um, uh, assets. Like everyone has assets that they can use in order to create something. The problem is that we're not really aware of them because mm -hmm. we're disconnected from our feminine and we keep on looking for stuff outside. Whereas in in, in reality, the resources are are inside. Mm -hmm. And um and uh, other two principles which I'm very fond of are. Uh, beauty and yeah. flow and beauty for instance is not um pertaining to the way someone uh someone acts or or, or looks it is more the way we perceive them so it's an experience of 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 someone that um you know is looking at something or someone and then we are connected to the feminine we're able to perceive beauty in ourselves and in others uh, much quicker and it's a it's a much more efficient way of making our life joyful and lighthearted and you know again like don't oh. just work on your physical characteristics because that's not going to really work unless you really see things beautiful because you know this is who you are actually okay that's an interest that's an interesting kind of take as well on on beauty you, you don't generally think of beauty in that context do you um and you said flow as well Yes, flow flow is basically the ability to let go of expectations and and you know live life without having a second agenda. Uh, that that said, you cannot always live life without a, an agenda, but mm -hmm. there are you know there are moments when you can just let go and really enjoy without thinking of what's coming. Because if you're always living in the future, you never really get to experience life in the now and enjoy life in physical form. Right. So that's 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 something. Um, um, very important and and probably one of my favorite ones is uh, compassion which uh, is uh, compassion is that feeling of oneness that we might have with other people mm -hmm. so the idea that uh, people are so similar to us that we see ourselves in them and if we don't want to suffer then obviously we understand that other people don't want to suffer either and that's when we're really able to um, to make a difference you know to others because we're not doing uh, stuff from the place of um, just, I don't know, um, donating money because it's uh, the right thing to do, but it comes from within. It comes from acknowledging that, you know, we're all one and all humans are, are equal. And if you deserve to be happy and to be helped, then other people deserve it as well. Right. 
Great, yeah, and I, th- I think there's a lot of call, isn't there, for some feminine energy in the world at the moment? <laughs> Definitely, and I was actually remarking in the Ten Principles of the Feminine that, um, as it happens, society nowadays is it's pretty patriarchal, isn't it? So mm-hmm. uh, men occupy top, you know, leadership position in you know whatever organization, governments, and that's not necessarily an, a negative thing. I personally don't mind that. The problem mm-hmm. is that a lot of those men are disconnected from their feminine energy. Energy. So mm. compassion is not on their list at all, which is where, you know, um, armed conflicts come into place, um, you know, class segregation, uh, poverty, because there's no real acknowledgement that, you know, other people deserve the same as we do. It's just about us. Yeah, uh, yeah, I completely agree. That's all that's all they're thinking about is, is what they can get or what they can maybe take from other people as well, I guess, at the same time. It's there's there's no real compassion, there's no real understanding, there's no real um, Yeah. And, 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 and it's sometimes it comes from the fact that you feel that you don't have enough. Mm. Your, your cup is completely empty. You don't love yourself, you don't appreciate yourself, you know how to fill that cup. So you keep on taking and taking from other people. Because again, it's a, it's kind of a mentality of lack. Like I don't have mm. enough, so I can't give to other people, or I can't, uh, you know, look at their misfortunes because I I first have to deal with mine. And mm. again, you know, lack mentality. Yeah, I I to think of it as like get energy. Is that I'm always looking to get something, and rather like yeah. rather than compassion and stuff being like a give energy, and and being willing to give uh, and that and that being a healthy space for you because obviously we don't want to go into the realms of people pleasing and and all that type of stuff but to be able to give is is essential i think as part of being human um yeah but giving authentically and giving from a place where you can afford to give um and i don't mean monetarily that i mean emotionally and mentally and everything but again that that these this kind of masculine energies that get energies i always seem to need to get something i need to win i need to always be on top in some way yeah yeah that's true and i want to say that when it comes to to compassion and connecting to the people and feeling you know uh, connected to them uh, people have different ways of of you know being compassionate or empathic and you don't need to fit into a certain standard for instance when I was very young because I was brought up in a religious environment mm-hmm. I, I thought of myself as not being compassionate or kind because I didn't fit into that cookie cutter type of kindness that was being you know preached at the time mm-hmm. and later in life I found out that by connecting to your feminine side you can learn how to be compassionate or or how to um, matter in your your own way you don't need to do uh, what what other people say that it's the right thing to do you know like for instance in, in my case I feel that by writing this book I've done so much more than you know um than 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 what I've done before uh when I was trying to compensate for you know financial um, um problems of, of other people and, and stuff like that and yeah. um I remember one of my readers telling me that she used to be very afraid of death and after she read the book she's not afraid anymore and to me that you know that was probably the nicest thing that everyone told me and I really feel that I matter because fear of death is such a it's such a trauma that you know being able to relieve that mm. to a certain extent for someone i think is uh is a, is a big deal most definitely I mean, they, there's there's so much so many times i've heard someone mention or say or whatever it is that actually 
to not be fearful of death is is a very freeing um experience and it helps you to live it's in, completely in, empowering yeah I, I don't have at the moment i don't have a fear of death um if, if it comes when it comes I'll be, that's great that's yeah. great I'm yeah i don't know how i feel in, if i'm if i'm still around in another 30 odd years or so and, and i think my time's coming to an end who knows how i might perceive it at that point but at the moment I'm pretty okay with it regardless (laughs) and and your own sort of experience of relationships well how significant are relationships to you in your life you know I've um I've never been particularly interested in romantic relationships I'm not romantic by any means and everyone (laughs) knows me is, is aware of that um but 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 you know it it does come with um um, with a plus because I, I sometimes feel that um, society has a little bit of an obsession with with romantic relationships um, you know from from my side um, like I said it's it's mostly a choice rather than a need um, I, I don't really have a need for them but if it happens that the right person comes along I'm more than happy to you know to to share my life with them because I think that's really uh, you know it's it's a very nice way of living life Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that choosing to be single is, you know, is, is less valuable. It's not that. There will always be hurdles and there, mm-hmm. there will always be a growth curve no matter what you choose. But um, from my point of view, I, I try to choose the, the relationships that are supporting and nurturing uh, from, you know, both sides. Mm-hmm. And, um, and equally, we have to also admit that relationships are not here for us forever some of them at least mm-hmm. and that's something that i feel society isn't really accepting of um especially traditional societies and that's not to say that wanting uh something to last forever is wrong like i'm not saying i don't want to be forever with someone i'm saying mm-hmm. that because people grow they might grow in separate direction then you have to be ready to let them go mm-hmm. if a relationship of any kind ended it doesn't necessarily mean that it was um, you know, it, it was wrong or it was, a, you know, a bad relationship. It just means that it did its work and now you're free to either be on your own or choose someone else. But whatever you do, just make sure that you're approaching your choice from a pl- place of healing and mm-hmm. of of love to, mm-hmm. you know, towards yourself and, and towards life in general. No, I, I, I completely agree. And like you said, nothing's right or wrong. It's exactly what's right for us, which is the only thing that's right. Um, yeah, uh, and it's interesting as well that because you would you would probably make, I think most people would probably make a connection with romance and feminine and being feminine as well, wouldn't they? And the, the fact that you're probably very in touch with how your own femininity and and your energy in the feminine space, but actually you're not romantic at all. So if anyone wants to to be in a relationship, you don't expect flowers anytime soon. <laughs> I do I do appreciate them you know um I, beauty is about appreciating everything which is aesthetic uh and you know the finer things in life and I do uh appreciate them that said you know I don't value them um more than the real authentic connection that is there between two people because to me that's something which is very fulfilling and once that gap is filled you can then move on and you know give flowers or not give flowers 
um, if if you want, but the expectation of receiving flowers with the hope that is going to make you happy or feel mm. valued, or you know, flowers can be substituted with everything else. Well, again, no, this, it's, it's your own idea of romance, isn't it? As well, you know, romance as in maybe a traditional Western sense is something that's um, maybe a bit bit wishy washy and 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 something that's been. Yeah, kind of enforced upon us as the ideas of romance but some i might find something incredibly romantic that somebody doesn't uh, and, and again i guess that's when relationships are really significant about communication and stuff as well and understanding the other person that you're in a relationship with because if i do something like love languages and stuff like that i guess isn't it my romantic yeah. language might be completely different to your romantic language and you might say to me you're never romantic at all but actually everything that i'm kind of doing i feel is quite a romantic thing but it's it's just not viewed in that way so i guess there needs to be some understanding also where we come from in that space yeah, it's a matter of perception, definitely. And this is also where compatibility between love languages comes. Yeah, so, definitely. yeah, I, I agree. I would point out, though, that the term romance is misinterpreted and misused because traditionally the romantic current in art was referring to um, creating something uh, which is strongly connected to feeling or which, um, um, you know, which exudes uh, strong feelings. And mm. uh, it's the word as an artistic current. And nowadays we forgot about that altogether. And now we think that being romantic is all about, you know, being in a relationship, but it actually deals with contemplation it deals with uh, having strong feelings and connecting to those feelings and understanding them so i think that's important to point out uh, yeah like again you're like completely maybe misunderstood and um adopted term which is maybe out of context yeah uh, awesome uh thank you so much for your time today if people want to reach out and find out a bit more about what you do not just with the book how can how could they do that and then how can they get hold of a copy of the book too well they can go to the inside monarch.com that's my website uh you can find uh all my uh, content there my books um and you can also find them on amazon and barnes and noble and if you are interested in other personal development tools then you can always check out my online um uh, platform and uh, you can happily and uh, easily uh, subscribe for a course and just do it from the comfort of your home awesome. thank you very much um the details on how to reach out to roxanne and how to get copies of the book will be in the show notes um i like to finish off with my my guests if you can think of a favorite quote or any words of wisdom that you would like to leave the listeners with yeah i don't think i have a favorite quote but um Right now, I'm thinking of um, Osho, the famous uh, Indian philosopher and mystic who used mm -hmm. to say, love is happy when it is able to give something and the ego is happy when it is able to take something. So I find that's very useful uh, in relationships mm -hmm. uh, because it kind of helps us understand where where we are, you know, mm -hmm. and there, there's nothing wrong with uh, having an ego it happens and it's part of uh you know being human but i think that it's important to to make the distinction between the two and i would also amend his statement to uh, love is happy when he's able to give something on the condition that it is not expecting anything back and that anything could also be validation or you know 
praise and, and other things. So I think, again, this is where personal development comes into place because we need to make a distinction between the two if we want to have fulfilling and healthy relationships. Yeah, no, I completely agree. That, that, that word you used early on that was condition, was unconditional love. And I think, you know, it's a give conditionally, like you said, yeah. to, to validate yourself or for it to be appreciated or something is 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 generally going to lead you into a quite a messy space because a lot of the time you might not get in response what you're looking for from giving but like you said if you're just coming from an authentic open giving space and and don't really expect or need something or want something back from that um it's much much more pleasurable space to come from and Definitely. i think it's interesting well like you said about ego but there's ego gets quite a bad rep sometimes doesn't it but sometimes it's okay to to be in your ego and sometimes it's necessary to be in your ego and and, and it's okay to take sometimes as well right and definitely and not definitely. Feel bad about it or, or or it being a bad thing yeah i think you just need to be aware of it and keep it under control that's mm. that's really enough mm. uh you know we're not here to to be completely selfless and not do anything for ourselves this is not the purpose of life we're just here to enjoy life but in a balanced way yeah. and in a way that not only serves us but also serves other people yeah and i love the way that that quote and the way you put it as well that is if you know whether you're in a place of giving or a place of taking you know whether you're in ego and whether you're not now uh, yeah of love and, and i guess for you to be able to be present and, and recognize that will tell you what kind of mind space you're in uh thank you so much for your time it's been a, a, an absolutely brilliant conversation it's the time has flown by um uh and it's been great talking to you thank you very much thank you so much john for your time as well and i really hope your audience loves it and to you and all your audience namaste namaste Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, follow and review the show. That is very much appreciated. And please do reach out if you would like to know more about how you can create healthy, intimate relationships in your life. I will leave you with this quote from Carl Bond. Although we can't go back and make a brand new start, we can start now and make a brand new ending. I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of The Relationship Guide.